Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Weekend sports with a difference. Yeah, really shouldn't be drinking. Oh, really? You learned that in med school that you obviously didn't get into? A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. At least I have my own bed. Your bed is a car. Yeah, but it's a sweet car. And Rashad Taylor. He's a very gifted singer. I'm really, really good. How good? I've been called the songbird of my generation. Stop. By people who've heard me. That good. On 1080 The Fan. Remix. Yes. Lynch let me be in the number one chair. Well, technically, I'm, I'm in the same chair. Yes. Because it's a better view to look outside. And you know how I love the view. You do love the view. It's a, every it a single view. commercial break, you stand up. And you walk yourself over to that window and you gander outside. Even on a bad day. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. Just being able to, it's like a, where if you've never seen the fan station, you know, if you've never been here, like we're right, like on the bank of the Willamette River. We are. And so like. And our windows look right out. And they, and literally the fan has the best of any of the stations in the, you know, in the building. The fan has the best view. Yes. You know, because you're right there on the corner. Because we're the best. Two big windows. And I think there, there it is. I didn't say it. But, I said it. You know, you can put it out there if you want to. So, oh, we're the best. No, we're definitely good. You know, so you know, I'm not going to say that out loud, like to our own horn. Like, I'm not going to do the James Harden. You know, but uh, we are really, really good. I mean, at what we do, do we not deserve you know? this view? It is a we'll beautiful get this view. view. It is a beautiful view outside, and it is a beautiful Sunday morning. You are here, Sports Sunday. Yeah. So Joe's out today, and this was planned. So I knew I was coming in to be in the producer chair today, and I asked Rashad last week. I was like, you know, last time I was out, Joe hosted. Do you want to get a chance to be in the one? You know, I'll be. I'm. I'm over here anyway, and I. It's a little easier to be the co-host in this chair than it is the one. So I was like, you know, you want you want to be the one, and you were like, okay. Yeah. And then I came in today, and I was like, so are you hosting? And you're like, yeah, sure, yeah, oh, all right, absolutely. So you that's know, what we're gonna do. You know, there was a time when I was gonna be. I knew I was gonna be in the the one chair, and. uh I was up all night. The first time you were gone ever, like I was up all night trying to make sure I prepped for the show. 
and everything. Like I had like pages of notes just dribble about nothing, you know, for for man. And I had three hours worth of talking points for a show. For that a two-hour show, man. So <laughs> it was one of those things. I was way over prepared. But now I think you know we've been doing this for a, a long time. And the cool part about our show is it's more of a. It's kind of become like a I don't want to call it a wrap up show, but the but it's Sunday, right? It's like the weekend so, rewind. Yeah, kind of. so like everything has kind of happened. Like sometimes we'll get really lucky and something will break on a Saturday or Sunday or something like that, and we'll be the you know first ones to get to respond to it. But for the most part, it's like what happened during the week, and if it's a pretty big story, like we can't not you know address it. So well today, I guess you could say we're lucky today. We're at, yeah, we're absolutely lucky today. We got the last day of the NBA season. We've got all the the crazy things we got to pay attention to today and all the games that matter for the most part are at six o'clock with the Blazers. So yeah. once yeah. that game starts, it's like four screen time or follow on your phone or however you want to do it, because it's going to be bananas. Yeah. And you're going to be, you're really going to want to pay attention. If you're a real fan today is the day that you pay the most attention because you know, potentially this, this, this could mean a first round exit for you, you know, depending on where you, where you end up. And I think that's it really in the play in tournaments. It could be, it could mean a play in tournament, which, you know, you may have to play against golden state or which, which, you know, it's not the greatest news for the trailblazer that, that, that they got a guy in there there. I don't know if you heard of him. Uh, Curry? Steven, yeah. Steven Curry. Yeah. I, I think he's pretty good and he shoots. Eh, he's a, probably all right. Yeah. He shoots an ugly ball, but it goes in a whole, whole lot of the time, man. So, <laughs> No, that's no, no. where you, that's you don't want to ball. Play. Don't you disparage that? No, I think I think Steph's. I that's think a Steph. Shot. He, I think Clay has the beautiful shot. Steph, like I think as a coach, most coaches would never teach their kids how to shoot the way Steph does. Now you want them to be able to make it with that type of regularity, but like I see it's what not, you mean you in know terms I mean? of like the correct yes in terms fundamentals of, of the shot. Yes. So like it's Steph has one of those shots. It's like it just it's like magic. It just goes in, you know. And you don't have to have the prettiest shot to have a great one. Larry Bird. Uh, Reggie Miller, you know what I mean? Like, so, so yeah, so Blazers are playing 6 p.m. Let's see if they can end up anywhere between you said five and seven, Lynch. That is where they can land. Yep. So we will see about that. And then we'll talk about possible playoff matchups for the Blazers, what that looks like if they have a chance. We'll see how that goes. Hall of Fame was last night. Pretty emotional night for a lot of people. Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan all go in. Um, is that the greatest Hall of Fame class ever? I think it might be. And then we're going to talk about those guys, individual impact. I think those are three of the greatest players of all time, and we just happen to see them all at the same time. So we're going to talk about those guys' impact. And really, we'll talk about who dominated that decade. Who's Who, can we say, really owned the 1999 until about 2011, where none of those guys are really in the playoff picture anymore. Uh, the class of 2021 was announced, or 2022. Do they announce that right after the Hall of Fame? I think so. Is it the class, or is it like the people who are eligible and then they get voted on? Is I think it's it people works? that are eligible, and then they finally kind of make it in. And one of those people to finally make it into the Hall of Fame is one former Sacramento Kings forward, Chris Webber. So he will be one, and also Paul Pierce and Chris Bosch pretty good group of of you know of forwards going into oh next so these are these are the finalists but these are not who are making it in quite yet they are the finalists yes so yeah so almost we will, almost positive and not 100 percent sure those guys it's been a long time for chris Webber. he's going to go in we're going to give away the nba awards because man that's coming up soon and we want to know what you think you know tell us who your mvp is tell us who your rookie of the year is i think coach of the year is an incredibly uh interesting conversation and everything so we're going to get to that i got some aaron Rodgers questions for the for the fans out there what would you do if you could be a aaron and you're in the situation with the green bay packers what do you do 
Sounds like a loaded show. I think we got a lot. I, I want to ask you this question before we get to break, though. I saw this on the way coming in. Right. I'm curious if you've ever done this um, because it is a pure panic moment. I've done it once, but I got lucky because there was no cars. I was on my way in. Uh, the way I come in, for those who know the city of Portland streets well, is uh, I, I come in from 26, so I live in Beaverton, and I get off at the 6th Street, Ross Island Bridge exit, and I take the little, like, crazy curve area and get, you know, get down here to the South Waterfront, right? right. That's kind of, there's, like, the S's that go through uh, over by, I think it's, like, 1st Street over there. And I was at the red light on, I want to, I forget what road it was. Apologies. It's it, I was where the Under Armour building is at that red light. And that's a one-way street at that point. You go down and you go into the curves. I was the second or third car back. There was a car on the wrong side of the road driving up the S's the wrong way. And I like got to the light as we turned green and people started going. And then it was just like everyone was just laying into their horn. And he backed up and then pulled into a parking lot that he could find. I, I can imagine the sheer panic that he had of like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why are these one cars way, coming one at way, me? One way. Have uh, you ever done that where you've accidentally gone down the wrong one way? Because I've done that before, but I remember catching it fast enough where there weren't any cars yet. And I remember turning into the street and seeing every car on the side of the road was facing me like that was parked. And I went, "Uh oh, that's not right. So, and I was able to, like, pull a quick U-turn. So uh, I, it was a long time ago. But, yeah, it's kind of one of those quick catch yourself moments like you pull out and luckily there's no cars coming it's like holy hell so back up real fast and just kind of go the other way but i haven't been far enough in the street to where it's really been a problem so it's crazy so just the other day um i'm i'm, I'm what street am i on i think i'm on will williams yes williams and williams is is only a, a one way and so um car pulls pulls next to me and everything and then they make a complete turn go the other way i'm like whoa what are you doing so i'm i'm honking my horn and i'm like no no please Please stop. Please stop. And they made it like, I don't know, like maybe a half a block down the street until I think they, they realized the cars coming. Oh, less, man, we're about to get we're about to get hit. But, yeah, it's been a long time. But that just literally just happened man, four days ago. I was like, yo, what are you doing? Stop. Stop. I'm parked and I'm honking at him. Like, don't stop moving. <laughs> don't, don't move. Don't move. Don't do that. It happens a lot by the station, actually, because uh, by us, there there's two roads in each or one way in the opposite way. And when you come in uh, off of McAdam. People who want to go left right. will often make that first left, which is a one way the other way. And there have been, I mean, this this has happened probably like four or five times a year since I've worked here. So I've seen this like 40 times, right, in my in my life. And you just like, especially if it's in the morning, you know there's nobody there. I kind of watch for a second. I like, I'm like, are you going to realize that you're going down the wrong way? Almost always they like get to the intersection and they see the do not enter signs and they're like, oh. Uh -oh. And they stop. Uh -oh. Other times they keep going, and I, then I do the same thing. I'm like, "Hey, beep, 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 turn around. You're going the wrong way. The streetcar is going to come down that way. Be careful." Yeah, you don't want to get hit by that streetcar. Those things don't stop. You know, it takes the max like two blocks to actually stop. Makes sense. It's a train. Yeah, we've we've talked about that on the air recently because uh, they're starting to run advertisements for uh, trains hitting people and cars. It's like train awareness advertisements. Which, which is weird that you need a train awareness. But you know? I guess apparently we got a lot of texts about it. Apparently, uh, they're actually surprisingly quiet. You would think it would be really loud and obvious that a train is coming. Yeah. But because of the speed that they're going, you might see it in the distance. 
and think like, oh, it's quiet. It's kind of far away. But it's going so fast that it's going to get up on you really quick. Absolutely. And it's, uh, I guess it's a thing. Like, you would think that it's obvious to not, uh, that you'd be able to avoid getting hit by a train. But I guess it's You know how fast the max goes? Like, seriously, like, I live on 148th. We'll get on the max, like, go into the, you know, Moda Center or whatever the case is. And we're there in, you know, 12 minutes, you know, something like that, 15 minutes. There's a there's a point between, like, 92nd or, excuse me, like, 82nd and 42nd where it's like, man, it got there in, in no time. So it just speeds through there. So I don't know why people are playing on the train, ta- train tracks or playing near the train tracks or think that they won't get hit by a train or think you have time to make it across the track to catch. Like, hey, man, just wait till it stops. I think it's more just the – you either don't notice because like you've got headphones in. That happened once. The lady who got hit by the max had her headphones in, and didn't. And the walkways don't have like things that go down to block you. They just say like look for train. So I guess that she actually yes. won a lawsuit against the max for that. Please take your headphones off as you're crossing the street and stuff. Like, I think people are just impatient. They see the train, they're like, I can run them across and get. I don't want to have to wait for this. No, you can't. And uh, then no, you yeah. can't. Yeah. Just saying, man. Don't don't race the train. Don't play chicken with the train. That's a bad idea. Yeah. All right, coming up next, man, we're going to talk about these playoff scenarios. Lynch mentioned them in the update, but we're going to really dive into them. We're going to see where the Blazers end up. That's coming up next right here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 917 or, okay, they both say 917. I'm not sure which clock to, to look at anymore. Yeah. Just use your phone. <laughs> yeah, that says nine seventeen. You know, you know, three makes it true. So. That's the satellite. Uh, that's the satellite time, right? I'll yeah. your phone. Yes, it is. Nine eighteen now. Nine eighteen. Oh, nine eighteen's all around. Okay. Hey, we'll take it, man. So, it's on time. Yeah, we are on time. You know, which is a rare. The I only think... negative is there's no seconds on that clock. No, we are no a, we are a seconds-driven business here. Yes. Uh, yes. Certain of needing to be out at specific times, and now that's gone. Yeah. So, but if you can, I can, I can see, see him. this 18, other one. So yeah, twenty six. So we're kind of twenty seven. Um, lots of playoffs start on Monday with the play in game. Correct. Ooh, is that when it starts? Is I actually have 18th? no idea. Or is that the way? Is that the eighteenth? No. So I have no idea Tuesday. when it starts. I believe. Is Hold it on. Tuesday? Let's see. Play in games will be held Tuesday through Friday. Yes. Yes. yes they. So yes, you are correct. Tuesday will be the official official start of the playoffs just because the playing games now count as playoff games. You know? How do you, how do you feel about the playing games? I liked when baseball did it. I thought it gave a, a good chance for those teams that were just good enough or, you know, just right there on the bubble to be able to kind of, um, you know, show their medal against those, those other teams. And I mean, if you're really the eight seed or if you're really better than them, then it should be no problem, right? You should, you should be able to be in there. And I think it's, you know, I, I, I think it's gonna make the make it more competitive, you know. To that those lower seeds, all of a sudden, you know, you're not just gonna creep into the playoffs and just think you're all good because you got an eight seed. I think it's a little different in baseball because of the amount of teams that are in the play-in tournament. Right. Uh, what I do like, if your team is not in it, it's pure drama on TV. I felt this way about the MLB Wild Card game too. Is the Yankees played in it in like the second year it existed, and I hated it. I was like. I'm sorry, my team made the playoffs and has to play a one-game elimination game to actually make the playoffs. Screw that. But when you're watching it, it's just drama Yeah. if your team's not in it. So hoping the Blazers don't get into the play-in tournament, the games this week are going to be super fun to watch, even if some of the teams aren't that great. I think that's the only my only problem with it is the Spurs suck. They're not a good team. 
and they're going to be the 10 seed. They're, they're locked in as the 10 seed, and they're going to have a chance to make the playoffs. Um, the Pacers right now are dreadful, and they're in the potential in the play-in tournament for the East, right? And I, the only negative I have is that it's too many teams. If it was like the 7, 8, 9, and you did a, we figured out a way to do that, That'd be kind of cool because usually that ninth place team is right there. Yeah, but tenth it, place it feels is like, like ten is out. like really you're going to give them a chance. Yeah, tenth is. I feel like again, if you're talking tenth place, you're talking Spurs, you're talking Pacers, teams that are look like they're very similar in the way that they play right now, and none, neither Which of them is not are good. good. Yeah, neither of them are good. It's just you know they're just the ten seed. So I mean, I kind of liked it last year when it was just you know you had two teams that were really competing for that last spot in the eighth, you know, that AC between Memphis and the Blazers. Last year, the Blazers were in the play-in tournament, uh, obviously came out and got a chance to get one game against those Lakers in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but now there's a bunch of other things, and Lynch kind of bought up some some other scenarios that could possibly happen, not just at the bottom of the playoff picture, but at the top. Lynch, you want to go ahead and tell people what those are? So uh, Phoenix is one game back of Utah for the top seed, and Phoenix owns the tiebreaker over Utah. So if the Suns win today, they are playing the Spurs. And the Spurs have been resting people because they're locked into the 10th seed. And the Jazz lose today. The Jazz are playing the Kings. That doesn't seem likely. But if they do, the Suns will be the one seed. And the Jazz, after holding it for basically the entire year, will fall down to the two seed, likely gifted a series with the Los Angeles Lakers. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's at the top. Also... The game today, it's on ESPN. It's at 1230. It's Grizzlies-Warriors. That game is for the eight seed. The, the, the Warriors win, they're the eight. If the Grizzlies win, they're the eight. And you would rather be the eight seed because you get two chances, right? Because in the playing tournament, seven plays eight, and the winner of that is the seven seed. And then the loser of that gets a chance to play the nine, ten winner. To be the eight seed. So you want to be the eight seed because in the nine seed, let's say the Warriors lose and they play the Spurs as in the 9-10 game, the Warriors, who we think probably deserves to be in the playoffs, although they're not very good outside of Steph, but it feels very much like the Blazers teams of old, where it's like Damian Lillard and everybody else, still deserving, but just not going to make any noise. If the if the Warriors lose to the Spurs, they're done. And that's that's, that's how big of a difference it is. So it's gonna, that's a huge game today. Really, no, really big. That's going to be huge. You know, so uh, Warriors at Lakers, you know, that's going to happen today. Make sure you... Kind of check that one out because all these, at the end of the day, well, Warriors Grizzlies, Warriors Grizzlies, excuse me. Uh, at the end of the day, we're, we're talking about Portland and how this kind of shakes out for them. You know, like now all these other teams are are, are it's interesting, great and everything. It's it's very interesting. But at the end of the day, I think the question that we all have is where do the where do the Blazers land? Where do you want to end up as the Portland Trail Blazers? Because here's the thing: if you end up as the fifth seed, that means you're going to play. The Clippers in the first round. Yep. You won't know parts of the Clippers. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. Really proud of this team and the way they've worked over this past little bit. You don't want to play the Clippers in the first round. I just, I, I mean, I, I think that could be potentially, potentially bad. Well, that's not actually 100% yet. If you win, the Mavericks lose, and the, uh, Clippers win, right? The Clippers are the three. If the Clippers win and the Nuggets lose, the Clippers are the three. So if you beat the Nuggets and the Mavs lose, you'd be the five, and then the Nuggets would be the four if the Clippers uh, won their game. Okay. So it's not it's not locked in 
that you would that you would play if you won. And that's the beauty of today. Yes. Like, I mean, there's it, so many different things uh, that can happen. So none of us, none of us know. Well, here, here's the way I'll, I'll try to explain it as, as easily as I can. The Blazers can be the five seed, the six seed, or the seven seed. Right. If the Blazers win and the Mavericks lose, they're the five seed. It's just that simple. They had the tiebreaker over the Mavericks, um, but the Mavericks are playing, uh, where is it? The Timberwolves. Chances of them losing to the T-Wolves is very slim, Right. It's a pretty easy match. T-Wolves are one of the worst teams in the league. They have 22 wins. So, seems unlikely, but it's possible. Blazers win. Mavericks lose. Blazers are the five. Doesn't We don't know who they play in that first round yet, depending on how the Clippers do in their game. If the Blazers win and the Mavericks win, the Blazers are the six. If the Blazers lose and the Lakers win, the Blazers are the seven. If the Blazers lose and the Lakers lose then the Blazers stay at the sixth seed. So what you're telling so me the is the Blazers need right to now. win. Yes. The okay. Blazers need to win. Blazers got to win. That's what we know. Frankly, at this point, I think it's more important to avoid the play-in tournament than it is to try to set up a matchup with the Nuggets. I know you don't want to play the Clippers in the first round, but I, what, what I think the Blazers and what Blazer fans would want less is to have a chance of getting knocked out all together by losing in the play-in tournament. And, yeah. So win – Get the five or six and deal with whoever you play. At least you'll have a seven-game series to play them yeah, instead of having is, the stress is this Denver, of the This is Denver's last game as well. This is everybody's last game, correct? Yeah. So there's a good chance that Denver could be secure in where they are and just say, oh, we might rest Jokic today or we might, you that know. That is a chance. You know, and he, he, I think it's pretty, you know, firm that he's going to win the MVP. So I can understand them being like, oh, you know, you're not going to play tonight. We're doesn't really matter where we go from here. And honestly, I think they might want to play the Blazers in the first round. Well, it's uh, it's interesting. So the Nuggets have the tiebreaker over the Clippers. So even if they finish tied, the Nuggets will be the three. And because of that, I, it makes me wonder if the Nuggets are going to try to win today or not. Because I think the Clippers tried to lose their last game. They went into, uh, into the game against the Rockets, and they sat like their top eight players. And, like, players seven and eight played for, like, five minutes, and that was it. Uh, And they lost to the Rockets, who are horrifically bad. Right. Um, And they were trying to lose that game. And the thought process is is that the Clippers think they can win a championship, right? The Clippers don't want to play the Lakers, who have fallen far this year because of injuries, now that they're healthy, until the Western Conference Finals. So if the Clippers stay at the four seed – They'll play the 4-5 matchup. Right now, it seems most likely that's going to be Dallas. They probably think that's a pretty winnable matchup. Personally, I think Dallas is a worse uh, or is a better matchup than the Blazers. Like, I think they're easier than the Blazers right now. Um, The way the Blazers are playing, I think the Mavs are a worse team. Uh, That's a better way to say it. So then they they would play the Mavericks. Then they would play the winner of the 1-8, which would not be the Lakers. And then if the Lakers win through and the Clippers win through, then they play them in the Western Conference Finals. It's almost like they're just they're ducking the Lakers a little bit and trying to trying to get that set up to be a Western Conference Finals only matchup and get a chance for them not ha- not to have to face them if the Lakers fall apart, right? I mean, so that's it, that's the not game not playing. smart, you know. Like I mean, it's it's it, it's weird to set up losing at the end of the year when seeds are on the line. I see it. I just I wonder if that's going to backfire going into the playoffs. I don't like, know. I, well, I, we didn't try very hard, and now we got to try 100 percent again. Yeah, I don't know. I just I don't. I think last year's Clippers might have said that. But I just don't. I don't feel that way about this team. Like this is a this is a good team, and 
Uh, I think now that everything is kind of rolling the way they want it to, and they've got a point guard and Rondo and somebody that knows how to make things happen for them, like, hey, man, I think I think they're a problem. And we got a text here that says nobody should fear any team that Paul George – or no, uh, any, any team featuring Paul George is never to be feared, is what the text says. I disagree. Like, I mean, don't let last year's playoff, you know, blunders – uh, taint your image of how good Paul George is. Was playoff P before last year. Yeah, and let's go back to, you know, now they played the Blazers first round two years ago, three years. Damn, that's three years ago now? Is that two or three years now? You're two talking years about ago. the Thunder? Yes, the Thunder. Well, that was won, two years ago. Who won that series, though? No, who won that series? <laughs> Tell me if the Blazers could do anything with Paul George. No, that's true. Paul George was very Nothing. Good. Like, most, it was, most of that it was, series. It was Westbrook that shot them out of that series. You know, Paul George, I think, averaged like 37. During that series, there was absolutely nothing they could do about that guy. And let's so I let, get it, but come on now. Let's be clear to that texter. The Clippers are a horrific matchup for the Blazers because you have nobody who can guard multiple weapons, right? You trust Robert Covington to, to guard one of the two right. in Kawhi or Paul George, right? Uh, most likely Kawhi based on positions. Who's going to guard Paul George? You don't have anybody to do that. Norman Powell has proven to be a good defender. But he's smaller. He's not big enough. He's Paul not going to be able shoot to shoot over you. Yeah, George will shoot over him. You know CJ can't guard him. You know Dame can't guard him. Unless you're going to put Derrick Jones Jr. back in the game to to play just defense. It does not appear that that's going to be a thing. And that's what I'm saying. It so feels like he's out of the lineup now. Yeah, so what do you do? You it, get buckets. It, it is a <laughs> dreadful matchup for the Blazers. The Nuggets, uh, we should probably talk about this next. I know you wanted to talk about this. But the Nuggets are a better matchup for the Blazers. Well, we'll explore that, man. Possible playoff matchups for the Blazers. We'll talk about that next. But first, Mike, Sports Center. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. What's that guy's name? What guy? Weekend Sports. What's his name? Oh, Vic. I like Vic. Vic like, with a C. I would love for Vic to like, just like record my voicemail message. <laughs> Have you heard his voice? He does other stuff. Does he? Yeah. If you watch like, uh, if you ever watch like a Mariners game or if you watch uh, a Timbers game on Root Sports, mm-hmm. every once in a while, there'll be like a spot for something that's a Seattle based company. He's based in Seattle. That's a Seattle company. And he's the voice of like the commercials. Man. There's a. There's a whiskey company, a spirits company, a distillery up there that he does uh, he does voices for. I, I, it always throws me for a loop because I'm watching a game and then the commercials are on and I'm kind of half paying attention, scrolling my phone or I got up to get some food or something. And then I hear Vic's voice and I'm like, am I at work? And I realize <laughs> it's just a commercial on TV. I was like, oh, you mean to say he's not just big voice guy for us alone? I see. <laughs> yeah, I would love for him to just, you know, record my voicemail message. I think that'd be good. I think that'd be really cool. Do you think you could be voice actors and or big voice guy? No, I don't think my voice sounds cool enough. You got to have a really official voice to do that. Yeah, but you could also change your tone a little bit to sound a little bit more official, right? Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm always, sure I could. I've always been told I had a good voice, um, but I don't know if I would have the voice for that either yeah not for not for that drop that's a very specific like deep timber that like needs to reverberate more than even my voice does that's a that's a nice deep baritone that i don't know if i have like 1080 the fan i don't think i could do it no it just sounds fake when i do it it. sounds really fake yeah so uh that's all good uh this is sports sunday that's uh, 
Didn't sound bad. Yeah. You know, put some reverb to it. I'm sure that's not his actual voice. I'm sure they get add some add some stuff to no, it. No, that's his actual voice. Is it really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Like, that's a real kind of like you know Sam Elliott type. You know, well, but Sam Elliott has got see now. Sam Elliott is not like typical big voice guy. No, because his voice is more it's like, like leather. It's like leathery. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like sitting in a dusty desert. Mm-hmm. That's the type of voice you want. That's what you get. And we get a sarsaparilla. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but he is not going to be the voice of a radio station. He could. Right. You Have you think, seen? You don't think we do well if we got Sam Elliott to start doing those those well, jobs? I mean, it, it would be it would be very nostalgic for a lot of people, and they would love it. But that's just not the type of voice you're going for. No, of course Have you, not. Have you seen like those, the wolf? It'd be good. Those viral TikTok things that were going around. Uh, I don't have TikTok, but they get shared anyway, so I see them. Where people like put on their commercial voices, and like the, a script appears, and they read it in like the tone it asks asks for. Fascinating. It's like people who do it for a living, they're voice actors or whatever, and the script goes up, and it's like, I'm I'm listening to that commercial right now. <laughs> it's no, really I have not seen that. I need to. I definitely. I'll try to, to show it. it to you in the break. It's really good. <sighs> well, playoffs coming up. Yep. Blazers in them. We know that. Well, for now, <laughs> for now they're in them. You know, barring something silly like a play-in game and everything. So let's just assume right right now that the Blazers stay where they are, right, firmly in the. Fifth seed, correct? They're the sixth seed. Sixth seed, excuse me. So right now the Blazers are – it's been changed. It's been up and down. So firmly right now in the sixth seed. Yeah, their loss to the Suns meant they are now a game back at Dallas. Yes. So which was a brutal loss, by the way. Which is crazy. Look how fast Dallas jumped. Like, remember a few weeks ago when Dallas was just under the Blazers and we're just trying to figure out, like, if the Bla- – and then all of a sudden just – They have They played had, some great basketball over the past little bit. Well, they've had a very easy schedule. I mean, they're, um, they're winning games. They are, but I've, they've had a very easy schedule. That was the one thing we looked at like two or three weeks ago with the stretch. It how was terrible, like, look at the how, schedule. How easy it was for them, yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, the Blazers have a meat grinder, and the Mavericks have cupcake after cupcake for the most part. Whew, well, well, it's turned the, out to be that way. And the thing about that meat grinder for the Blazers, and I don't know where Texter is. It thinks that says we're the haters. Uh-oh, here it comes. Uh, they played really well in that during that meat grinder. You know, with with the considering the teams they played and were supposed to lose to, um, I think the Phoenix loss. I, I don't call that foul at the end of the game. You know, I just it was I, a foul. Though. It, it was a foul, but I mean, I don't, I don't know if I call it. That's just that's just me. But uh, he definitely got his arm. So and yeah, they I challenged totally understand. it. And they, they challenged it. it. They lost. You know, so it is what it is. That's uh, not the reason they lost. No, Robert they, they lost that game because throws. yeah, they they made a lot of mental mistakes. There was a couple of times they had a chance to seal it and they did not. No, but I'm not going to hold that against them. Because outside of that, they played really well going into that game. You know, they they played a good game against Utah, obviously, albeit without Donovan Mitchell. You know, and I don't know what his update is. He is he back for the playoffs or he's? He... I think the I think they're just resting him to be back yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah. So they didn't play Donovan Mitchell. So so keep that you know in mind. Um, obviously, you, you you blow out the the Rockets. You know that wasn't even a fun game to watch through most of the first quarter. So this is the last. This is your last official test today. Um, and you have, you have Denver, correct? Yeah, this is your last official test today. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. They play Jokic, not sure. Still haven't seen anything posted about um, him resting for load management or anything. Um, if I'm Denver, I'm probably sitting him, you know, just for the night. You don't want anything crazy, you know, to happen this late in the season. 
But I guess I could see that. I mean, the 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 three seed is still up for grabs, depending on what happens. But uh, you know, there's been there was talk that Denver may rest everybody today, right? And if that's the case, that'll be very beneficial to the Blazers. That'll be very beneficial the to the Blazers. So we'll see how that works out for them. So. Now that the Blazers have played as well as they played mm-hmm. up until now, you've gone, I believe, and forgive me, I don't have the schedule up. The computer's going super slow in here for, for no reason today. But uh, look at this. Mm-hmm. You, if you're the Blazers, you've won, uh, well, outside of their, your last game, you've you won a few in a row. I think you're like 8-2 and two in your last 10 or something like that's, that. That's an awesome number to be. You know, obviously 10-0 and 0 would be better, but nobody's going to scoff at being 8-2 eight and, uh, eight and two over the last few games. Moving into the playoffs, winning time. The Blazers are playing good basketball. Mike yep. Lynch, what are your expectations for this Blazers team in that sixth seed? Well, hopefully the sixth seed, right? Um, I guess my expectations are cautiously optimistic. There's part of me that kind of wants to see changes on the team long term, and a deep playoff run would kind of halt that. Halt that. Absolutely. And that's terrifying. Uh, it happened two years ago when they had the deep playoff run when Nurk got hurt and they made the Western Conference Finals, right? And it halted any sort of pull for change. And we have seen the same Blazer team for two years. I mean, you got mellow. Sure. <laughs> you got mellow. Uh, he's been fun to watch mostly and awful, often very, very frustrating to watch too. I, I'm expecting them to play as they're playing now, but I'm not sure if that's going to be good enough in a playoff series to win against the same team. I guess that's my expectation. Um, the Nuggets gives them a better matchup because Jamal Murray is out for the year. Right. And they tend to play well against Denver. They're very entertaining, exciting games. Nurk plays up to play against Jokic. You know, they used to be teammates, and there's a little bit of that there. So I think that is beneficial for them. I just I want them to play this way because since Nurk and Norman Powell have been in the lineup together, they are the 16th-ranked defense in the NBA. That's still middling but it's better than 29th which is where they were now overall i still think they're 29th for the year but since those two have been in the lineup together they're 16th and i believe during this stretch where they've been eight and two i believe they're like 10th or 9th in defense yeah they're up there so i would like them to play defense the way they've been playing defense and just keep this style of play and if they if they get a first round series win fantastic it'll be a lot of fun to watch but otherwise, I, I, my expectations are keep playing this way and hope for the best. That's kind of my expectations. I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get too sucked into the hype because the Blazers do this to us every year where they have a, a moment where they play really, really well, and then we all see what happens in the playoffs, usually, right? So I'm just, I'm getting excited. I watch the games, and I'm, I, I feel myself like the expectations are rising, and it's fun, and I'm trying just to calm myself down not to be disappointed. I think that's my personal way of doing it is just I don't want to be disappointed and gut punch if they lose in five games in the first round. So I'm trying to say, this is fun. This is how we thought they were going to play all year. This roster is really good. Da, 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 da. Okay, let's get this down. Let's, let's, let's make a couple of playoff series runs. But the past is also punching me in the head and saying, don't get too ahead of yourself. I know this is fun right now, but be careful the with your expectations. The unfortunate thing is only, the only thing the Blazers can do to kind of make it all better is win a championship. Sure. You know, like, honestly, outside of a championship, um, you know there's going to be changes in this team. And I think even if you got a championship, it'd be easier for us to kind of, you know, welcome those changes. Like, all right, man, you you had to get rid of CJ. You had to get – it's going to be harder to do after you win one, but 
I think once you got your championship out of the way, like you can kind of do whatever you want to, you know, with the team. I think most people will be kind of, you know, okay with that. So that's what happens if the Blazers finish with that 60. But I want to talk worst case scenario. Let's say for whatever reason, and we're knocking on wood here, let's say for whatever reason they do end up in that play-in, and let's say they end up with the seventh seed and they have to go against that Phoenix Suns team. We'll talk about that next here on The Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 9.48 on all three clocks. That's a good thing. Uh, Mike just confirmed that the Hall of Fame class for 2021 or 22? 21. 2021 has been officially announced. Paul Pierce, Chris Weber, Chris Bosch, Tony Kukoc, and Ben Wallace highlight the class of 2021 going to the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Correct. That's who it's going to be. That's awesome. Congratulations to those guys. We'll talk more about this year's Hall of Fame, but that's a that's a it's a, a solid class. That's a really good class. That's yeah. a solid class right there. Like I don't think anybody's ever going to say that's the best class cuz the best class went in last night, but that's a solid Hall of Fame class right there. People forget how good Tony Kukoc was. Like obviously Tony, when you play because, behind Michael because Jordan, Tony Kukoc came over with such high expectations and didn't hit them for a while. But he was still a solid, solid player. And how about this? This is why I continue to – and this is why my Michael Jordan things like – well, I've got another question for you. But this is why it's hard for me to say LeBron's not the greatest of all time. Like, Jordan on the Bulls, how many how many teams in the Eastern Conference when Jordan was winning championships had at least two Hall of Famers? Well, I don't know. There was only one. Was it just one? Do you know what team that was? It was the Chicago Bulls. Bulls? Well, oh, I thought you meant outside of the no, Bulls. No, no. With, even with the Bulls, I'm thinking there's I was one like, team in the Eastern Conference that had two Hall of Famers on it, and yeah. it was the Bulls, and they had four now. Maybe the Pistons. That Bulls team had four Hall of Famers on it. Maybe the Pistons. When Jordan was winning championships. That's true. Yeah, so the Bulls have now have four Hall of Famers from their starting lineup. Although That's, LeBron uh, played with Dwayne Wade. Played with he's Chris going to the Hall of Fame? He's going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah, there's yeah. two. Yeah. Anthony yeah. Davis will eventually go to the Hall of Fame. I mean, eventually. Yeah. Eventually. So you but, can say you the know, same thing. Not but, on the same you know, team, though. I 10, 11. How many times has LeBron been in the championship? 11 times? <laughs> Is it 11? A 10 or 11 times? Something stupid. Yeah. Something stupid. So either way, that's that. Back to the Blazers. Um, the other night, uh, Thursday night, man, uh, uh, Friday night. Excuse Thursday me. Thursday night. Was it Thursday night against mm-hmm. the Suns? Mm-hmm. They've had two days off. Okay. Though. Skull-crushing defeat to... The Phoenix Suns, absolutely effing brutal. It was, it was, it was brutal to watch them give that game away in the end. I think well, there are a lot of people that both looked, teams tried as hard as they could to give it away. Oh yeah, I think they're actively the trying to blow, three of the four free, blow throws. free throws. It was like, what's happening here? So <laughs> Devin Booker had the double dribble. <laughs> what was that? That should have been the end of the game. Like after the double dribble, it was like, okay, you guys got this. I don't know how well, Roko they let that go. Throws. And then here goes Robert Covington, who's been shooting. At a pretty nice clip, and then oh, all and of a he's sudden, a good free throw shooter. Yeah, he and just he just he just choked, you know, at the line. So that's an unfortunate win. But here's the here's the more unfortunate number: uh, Damian Lillard versus Chris Paul. His career record in 31 career games is now, uh, I think it's seven and 24. Not great, Bob. In 31 career games against Chris Paul. And why I keep the, he is Chris Paul has defeated Damian Lillard every time they played this year. There's a very good chance. Although to be fair, Damian Lillard went absolutely nuclear in that game. It was not oh, no, his he was fault 24 in the fourth quarter. Like get out of here. Yeah. Like, that dude is that 
we're taking nothing away from Damian Lillard. He did everything he could to get his team, you know, to the finish line. Unfortunately, missed free throws, missed opportunities, a bad foul at the end by Norman Powell. And Chris like, Paul, for like a four-minute stretch, hit every incredible. mid-range jumper that he could hit. And, and during, during winning time, Chris Paul is legit. Like, he... He's not. Everybody says he's not a great shooter. He's not a great, but every time he takes a, a clutch shot, it goes in. And so uh, we got to really, especially here in Portland, I know as I'm saying that now, here come the text that Chris Paul is overrated. No, he's not. Chris Paul is rated exactly where he's supposed to be. Which Chris is, Paul is annoying. That's what he is. That's fine. And that's fine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's I'm, I'm, you know, annoying is, is all good. Joe Ingles is annoying. I'd take him a thousand times on my team. <laughs> that's not a problem. But let's just go ahead and say that the Blazers find themselves in the play-in. Uh, tournament um, and let's go ahead and you know assuming the best things they go through the play in tournament and they end with the seven seed okay that means you have a first round matchup with the two seed which is the phoenix Suns. most likely Paul. the phoenix Suns, yes more, more than likely phoenix is going to finish in that two seed which man shout out to monty williams for doing such an amazing job with that team this year remember they didn't make, make the play in last year and you know here they are they did win every game in the bubble but they every missed game it. eight straight games in the bubble and they missed it by one by one, one game. game, yeah. And so, and this year they've carried that over, and they've been one of the best teams in the Western Conference all year. So, shout out to Monty Williams and the job that he's done. Absolutely. Do you, do you like the Do you like the Blazers' chances against the Suns? Because I'm going to be honest, hell no, I don't. No, I think that's a terrible matchup for them. Based on just watching them play each other this year, I don't want any part of the Suns. Remember, in that game on Thursday, the Suns did not have DeAndre Ayton. The reason the Blazers had so much success early in that game was because Nurk could do whatever he wanted inside. Get to the rim. Because the, the Suns don't really have a backup big, which is a big flaw, really. I mean, they don't really have someone to back up Aiton. But uh, Aiton is good. And remember, it was it was when the Blazers were playing particularly poorly, so maybe you can throw that out a little bit. But it was the game where the Suns beat him by, like, 35. It was, like, 130 to, like, 95 or something like that. And Aiton was good he was in that brilliant game. Brilliant in that game. Um you know, Devin Booker is is a great player, and he's very much uh, he's very much a guy who can beat you single handedly. But he does remind me a little bit of CJ in that if his shot's not falling, he doesn't really do anything else. He's kind of just floating. Because in that game on Thursday, he couldn't hit a he, shot yeah, to save his life, well. and he had a very low impact on the game. Um, but with Chris Paul and with Aiton and with the shooters that they have there, and the way that they play defense, which is the key, it's. That is a series I do not want the Blazers to have. I think there is a thought from some fans, and I, I fell I fell into this thought for a while too, of the Suns are the least experienced team in the playoffs, outside of Chris Paul, of course. You know, and I guess Jay Crowder's there, and he was in the finals last year with the Heat. But um, generally speaking, they're a young, an inexperienced team in the playoffs. And sometimes when you have to make adjustments and you got to play the same team up to seven times in a row. If you're inexperienced, that's going to come back and get you. I think there's a thought of that. With Chris Paul there, I'm not as worried about that as I thought I would be. I, I think the Suns are a very dangerous team. I think the Sun. I, a couple weeks ago, I thought the Jazz were the most dangerous team. After watching the last few weeks, I think I'm starting to change to the Suns. Well, I mean, I, I, ignoring the Lakers, of course, I yeah. think the Suns are, are a little more dangerous than the Jazz. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I'll disagree just a little bit about Devin Booker in the sense that. Uh, he's much more consistent than CJ, and I think that's why he's considered, you know, one of the one of the best in the league. As he's far better as, than CJ, so it's very seldom that he has games like that. But when and he I has think a that's bad a, game, yeah. he and, just doesn't do anything. And I think those games are few and far between for him. Like, there's it's not very often that he has one of those bad games. It's so much so to people are calling for Chris Paul to be 
the MVP or in the MVP conversation. I understand that, but yeah, you know his, not, no. his numbers don't really warrant that. But if you're looking at numbers, man, Devin Booker's are the ones that have really been kind of keeping them uh, afloat. And I think Phoenix has a great mix of what you need to win a championship. They have great young talent. They have veteran leadership, you know, at Chris Paul. Then you have a, a, a Crowder who is also another tough veteran. You've got a, a, a tenured coach, you know, somebody who's been through a lot and seen a lot and Monty Williams and everything. So he's seen some really good times. And mind you, who was Chris Paul's coach in, uh, in New Orleans? It was Monty Williams. You know what I mean? And so they have they have some type of a relationship. Was it, Monty already, it was. So they have some type of a relationship already and everything, and it's wow. only made for things to be a little bit better for this uh, Phoenix team. I just think we've seen enough at this point. And if you maybe we've been watching different games, but Damian Lillard can't handle Chris Paul. He oh. just can't. As good as as good as Dame is. I, I disagree hundred um, percent. I think we have reached a point in Damian Lillard's career where these lockdown matchups he's dealt with before in Chris Paul, in Drew Holiday, no longer are affecting him the same way they did. Now, they defend him better than most people do, but in the game against the Bucks, the Blazers lost it, but in the game against the Bucks with Drew Holiday guarding Damian Lillard, Lillard scored like 36 points. Yeah, maybe I should say, maybe I should say on, the, the on the defensive end for Dane. Like trying to, I mean, Chris Paul, even Drew Holiday, they're not guys that traditionally people say they're going to light up the scoreboard on you. They're, I mean, really, I think Drew Holiday can score, but he doesn't score at like a 25-point-a-night, you know, clip for the most part. Neither does Chris Paul like that. But for whatever reason, when they when Chris Paul plays Dame, he's getting 26 a night, 25 a night. And those aren't numbers that you're used to seeing from a dude like Chris Paul. And that's when I say, like, there's something about that matchup. Again, seven for 24 isn't a great number, you know, no, as far it, as your head-to-head numbers. And this is from three, four different teams with Chris Paul. I just, I think that a lot of that is is from so long ago that at this point, I think Lillard has transcended those stats still being something that we should be uber worried about. Yes, there are certain players who defend Dame better than others, and those still, it's still going to be Drew Holiday. It's still going to be Chris Paul. It's still going to be Patrick Beverly, right? Guys who have always been kind of great at trying to clamp Dame down. But he has gotten to a point in his career where he is he is so good at so many things that he always has options. You know, he's he's now got the ability to drive the lane and finish what feels like almost every time. Right. Right. I mean, he is an incredible finisher. Five years ago, he was not a good finisher he's- and he would drive the lane and he would miss some bunnies. Uh, obviously, his three point shooting has always been elite. He's now got a mid range game. He uh, has always been pretty good at posting up and doing the fadeaway mid-range shot. He's brilliant offensively. He's got so many options that those guys can't lock him down anymore. And another side thought, too, this is the best Blazers team he's had in terms of other options to shoot. If Damian Lillard gets double-teamed, and he will, if Damian Lillard gets trapped in the corner, if he gets triple-teamed, if he gets picked up at half court, CJ is healthy. Norman Powell can shoot the three well. Robert Covington in the last four months has been a great three-point shooter. Mello can shoot the three. You have four guys who you trust to hit shots. And the Blazers with Damian Lillard have not had four guys that he could go to. It's been him and CJ, and that's it. You know, oh, I'm going to pass this ball to Al Farouk Aminu and pray. Oh, I'm going to pass this ball to Mo Harkless and pray. And it's like, no, I'm going to I'm going to pass this to Kent Bazemore and hope for the best, right? It just didn't work. These guys that he has now, because you know he's going to get double teamed, right. they have outlets, which is going to be important. So I think that's that's those those two reasons are why I'm not sure the personal matchups mean as much for Dame anymore. 
I think he's so good that he's transcended worrying about that. I, I think I think this matchup is one one that bothers him. I think he's mastered the Westbrook situation. I think it's to a point he's even really gotten the better of Drew Holiday sometimes, you know, since then, since that New Orleans playoff series. Chris Paul has been that thorn in his side since he played for the Clippers and he came into the league and for whatever reason just can't figure it out. You know, Chris Paul's last game, 26 and 7. Uh, game before that against the Blazers, 19 and 7. He had one game where he had two points, nine assists, and the, and the Suns won by 32. You know, so I think that's the Aiton game that that we're talking about mm-hmm. uh, during that stretch. So, I mean, and then we have here's somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. Dane's been to the Western Conference Finals. Paul's not. Yes, he has. You forget that Chris Paul's he, been once. You yeah. forget he got hurt in Game Six against the Warriors. And really, if he plays the game that the, that they end up winning, and remember, if he plays in Game Seven, then who knows? I'm just saying. But he has been there, so you should probably go back and check that one more time. Okay. Uh, you want to talk Hall of Fame next next hour? Sure. Last night, Kobe, KG, Tim Duncan uh, went to the Hall of Fame. We're going to talk about those guys' impact when we come back here at Sports Sunday on The Fan.